This is Intentional Disruption. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about veteran entrepreneurs, what makes a veteran entrepreneur, and why I became a veteran entrepreneur. After my deployment in Iraq back in 2004 to 2005, OIF 2.2, I came home to Connecticut as a 22 and then about a month after a 23-year-old and there weren't any jobs. Like, unless I went back to working at Hallmark, which as a dude, not really the vibe I was going for. There wasn't really a job available, especially one that paid moderately well, never mind really well. And that was a little bit of a struggle. And it was a struggle for a couple of reasons. Maybe you'd understand a couple of these. Now, one, I was helping to take care of my stepmom and my two brothers. Craig and Jake, who were five and ten years younger than me, respectively. So, in their formative years, my dad wasn't not in the picture, but he wasn't there every day. They'd split, and you know, I just could innately feel that there was that need for just somebody else to be able to be there to mentor, to guide them, you know, ask questions at those awkward ages from somebody that had recently been through it and, you know, would understand. I'd thought about just going to school fully, but there's a little bit of a problem. See, back in 2001, 2002, when I first started school, then 05 and 06, when I went back into school after my uh, first deployment, the GI Bill for somebody in the reserves wasn't what you would call, I don't know, useful. And it's crazy for me to say that because I had an advantage that many others did not have in that based on my uh, ASVAB scores, I qualified for a GI Bill kicker, which was, I believe it was 300 bucks a month, which pretty much literally doubled my um, GI Bill, which was pretty awesome, kind of sad, especially because the GI Bill, especially in the more recent versions um, that I used when I finished my degree, have this little problem where they cover tuition, fees are a little bit different. If you happen to be a veteran, you probably know a little about the kind of annoying way that that works, uh, especially here in Connecticut, where if you don't use the GI Bill, there's a tuition waiver. And that tuition waiver sounds really good. But half of the cost of attending college is somehow packaged into fees. My thought 
and maybe I'm crazy on this, is if there's a true cost for a course, have some truth in advertising and just call it that. I know at WestCon, uh, Western Connecticut State University, way back when I started, it was like 1800 bucks a semester. Now it's, I think, seven, eight. I'm not sure what changed as far as the quality of education, but that's some compounding interest for the math majors out there. But half of it was fees, and half of it, of the fee, was something called the general fee. And this ties in directly to uh, why I became an entrepreneur, because I took some business classes which are deductible. Well, in order to be deductible, you need to be able to, if you get audited, explain your expenses. So I'd ask the question, what, what's this general fee? What, what, what goes into that? What, what, what is it? Um... Because I'm going to be writing off a portion, the portion of my classes that were for business. I need to be able to tell the IRS if they ask me, what's that fee? I'm like, well, sir, we it's the general fee. Like, well, break it out for me. Give me some line items. Let me know what I'm actually paying for. Well, sir, we can't do that. Well, why should I pay for it then? I'm not really sure where this is going to go. When... The IRS, you know, they don't care that you don't have a breakout for it. They want to know why you think you can deduct that expense. Something that, you know, Peter Griffin always says, you know, it really grinds my gears. That grinds my gears. So I had all these extra expenses, never mind, you know, food, everything else. And I needed a way to pay for it. So I would say getting back from Iraq in February, you're not going to start a semester after the semester started. I don't think I fully got uh, through the deployment cycle until about June. So I decided one of my buddies was doing painting. Well, it's not exactly what I thought I would do as a career, but the guy was paying 15 bucks an hour. That's double what I would have made to play with Beanie Babies at Hallmark. So... Yeah, buddy, count me in. I'm all about that life. I'll paint whatever you want me to paint and shoot. Did that for about a month. And then the sole proprietor that was running that business decided to uh, stiff me on a paycheck. Which, that doesn't work for me. So, was at a little bit of a crossroads. And when I was 19 years old, Maybe some of you have done this too, but um, I did the knife job. I sold Cutco uh, over my winter break and made a couple bucks, but I really didn't commit myself to the process, and I got results that you would get if you don't commit yourself to any process. It's really an amazing thing in this life. You know What you appreciate appreciates, and when you do the work with a quality plan, you get results. I was 19 when I did that, and I did not have the mindset to do so. So I need to say, I did not set the world on fire back in 2001. But in 2005, I was a hard-charging Marine. I'd been on a deployment. I'd been a crew chief that managed the airspace during the Battle of Fallujah. I was hard-charging, and I could do whatever I wanted to if I put my mind to it. So I did. I 10X'd the results that I had over my winter break in just over double the time. And I did that because 
of a conversation that I had with somebody that's still a mentor to me named John Wasserman, who I hope to have on the show at some point. And I was a little bit different than a lot of the kids there. Um, being 23, I was older than most of the people that started there. You know, they're mostly college kids, first, second year, uh, people that just graduate high school. And they're getting great experience. And that's where I started to feel that desire to lead. See, I knew I could sell. I did very well selling Cutco. Uh, became a member of the President's Club within 45 days. It's a top 5% of all salespeople. And I realized I, I really enjoyed when I would have field training, which was somebody that would come out and come see my appointment, see how I asked for recommendations because I wasn't going door to door. I had to get a warm lead to anybody that I would sit down with. And that skill has stayed with me my entire life. And that passion has too. So I decided during my break or my semester at Westcon that I would be an assistant manager for the local cut co-office, learn some of those skills. I actually got six college credits that semester to for doing a uh, work study in essence with Cutco, which uh, six credits at a A really helped my average. But I was doing about 50 hours a week at the office, which was about 45 minutes away from me. And I would do two days a week and just go to class 12 hours a day. So my 12 hours, four classes, whatever it was, on two days, and then I would work the rest of the week. And I did that because I wanted to help provide for my family and make a decent income. Over the winter break, I got promoted to pilot sales manager, uh, so I literally ran the office uh, for Fairfield County, Connecticut, while going to school full-time. And this is now the spring of 06. I decided that I was going to open my own summer office at the ripe old age of 24. Man, I tell you, that's crazy. 24 years old, turning the key to my own office as a sole proprietor. I loved it. Because it gave me the opportunity to learn on the job, which functional training has always been something really good for me. Uh, If I can do something, I can learn it. If I can learn it, I can master it. Uh, That's what I found in life. And it allowed me to impact people. And while I didn't have the best recruiting numbers, you know, the mass amount of people working with me, the people that I had were highly productive Uh, We would double the average productivity of a rep in my office compared to some of the other offices in my division. And that was something I took a lot of pride in, is developing the individual and helping them grow. Uh, Somebody that I met during that summer, 
uh, used to go by Karen McNamee, and 18 years old, she started working with me, and I told her probably the most basic thing ever, but something that had worked with me. Here's the plan. She told me her goal, what she wanted to do. I challenged and said, I believe you actually have more capability than that, but we'll start there. And we broke out her week. In order for you to earn the revenue that you stated you wanted to, you've got to do X amount of appointments, assuming two out of three people buy something. It doesn't have to be something huge, but on average, about two out of three people buy. On average, it takes three phone calls to set up each appointment. And we backed into what her numbers were going to look like so that she could execute. If that sounds like any business or campaign planning you've ever done before, that's basically what it is. And I'm 24 years old, teaching somebody that's 18 years old, the skills that I learned on the job to go forward and do that. What's amazing is, uh, well, I got deployed uh, early 07 again. And that next summer, Kara actually ran her own office at 19 years old. So when we talk about taking the leap to becoming an entrepreneur and you're worried about it, just think Kara was 19 years old. She was running her own office. Uh, later on, when I'd gotten back from my Africa deployment, uh, opened up another office with Gucko, um for the summer because I was going back to school. I had a gentleman named Anthony Burney. He was 17 when he started work with me. Next year, he ran his own office, 18 years old. It's absolutely amazing what people can do when you believe in them and they believe in themselves. So it's a little bit of a tangent. Uh, didn't really talk too much about how some other veterans have felt, but those were some of the reasons that I went into becoming an entrepreneur and just the value that I gained from being able to sign the front of a check instead of the back of a check, being able to truly focus on impacting the lives of others and learning that I was able to create abundance by helping others create abundance, by helping others to succeed I had limited, unlimited success, and at a very early age, that set a course for me. That's one of the reasons that as we speak, I'm going back from the corporate world and back full-time into being an entrepreneur. I'd love to hear your story about why you either do or do not run your own business what your thoughts are of it, what's the most exciting thing about it for you, what scares the bejesus out of you. I'd love to have that conversation, so feel free to drop me a note. Uh, you can go to the show website, intentionaldisruption.net, my website, michaeldemo.com. Now you can find me on Facebook, Mike Demo. You can find me on Instagram, USMC3782. I look forward to engaging with you. Have a blessed day.